Well, welcome everybody to Rise Church. So glad that you're with us today. My name is Aaron. I'm the senior pastor on behalf of my wife, Erica, who is up here with me today. And all of our staff and pastors are so glad that you're with us today, especially if you're here with us for the very first time. Hey, if you're a guest with us on Mother's Day, we know we have a lot of guests that come in and they're kind of here. Maybe you're here because your mom told you today is church day. And so what's funny about church, I've been in church ministry for like almost 20 four years now, and every year, um, Mother's Day, do y'all know this? I don't know if y'all know this, but Mother's Day is the second largest, most attended service of the year. Uh, you would think it'd be like, you know, Easter or Christmas, obviously those are great, but um, Easter, uh, Mother's Day is always that, because I always find that moms want to do one thing on church, on, on, on Mother's Day, is hey, we want to start with church. So like, hey, if you're going to spend time with me, we're going to church first, and then we're going to eat. And so uh, if you're here for that, we're so glad that you're with us. We always invite our guests to come back at least three times. Remember say Three times. Three times. Here's why, as I know, when you go to a new place, you don't always get the best experience on the first experience. No lie, the number one reason people come back to our church, you know, I'm telling you, you want to know what it is? When I ask them, say, why did you come back? Was it the singing? You know, was it the, the, the guest services team? You know, was it preaching? They never say preaching, but they always say, Pastor, we came back because you asked. And so um, I'm asking you to come back at least three times and uh, and hopefully this be a great time with you. Hey, welcome to Mother's Day 2021. If you're a mom in here, let's do something a little different. Normally we'll have the moms stand up, but how many of y'all know, moms, y'all do a lot of standing. Y'all do, you stand for us all the time. So here's what we're going to do. If you're not a mom, stand up. 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 All right, so if you're standing, then what we're going to do is we're going to stand for the moms, and then we're going to clap and make some noise for the moms who get to sit for just one second. Come on, how many of y'all know this never happens, right? Moms are like, thank God I can just sit down. So on the count of three, y'all going to make some noise and celebrate some moms inside, because if you weren't didn't have no mom, you wouldn't be here. So make some noise on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on, let the moms know you love them. Come on. You're awesome. All right, sit down right next to your mom. You should be loving her. If you're online, we're not, you got to scream. You'd be screaming randomly in the house now and clapping. People are wondering what's going on. But we're so glad that you're with us today. And uh, Mother's Day is a great day for, uh, for all of us. But um, again, I've been doing this for many years. And, and I always start off our Mother's Day services with one um, kind of uh, note. Because I know that for some women, Mother's Day is actually not a great day. Um, there, there are some of you ladies who have either lost a child um, or maybe you cannot conceive physically and have uh, a, an earthly child in this earth. And, and so um, I want you to know I have family members who have gone through that. And I want you to know my wife and I are, are hurting for you if you've lost a child. And we're hurting for you if you cannot physically conceive a child. But I want to encourage you that in two things. Number one, um, um, we, we believe, this is what we believe. We believe that we, we serve a God of all comfort and, and that he, he has, he, it's unique because God is both the, the fulfiller and the fulfillment of every promise you and I desire. And so if you have a, a desire for peace and for comfort, my desire was that you would draw near to him today um, and that you would maybe, maybe you would allow this to be turned on its head in terms of your grieving could be turned into joy because you sit with him, because he brings you comfort. Secondly, here's, my, here's the promise I'll give you from God that the scriptures say, that one day all of your questions will be answered. 
I, I can't answer why. I can't answer. I can't. F- I can't feel your pain. I don't know what you're going through, but I know God does. And one day He'll wipe away every tear that you've ever cried. And so I want you to know we love you and we honor you as well today. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. So with that, we wanted to talk a little bit today. I, I have a huge honor because this is my wife Erica. Everybody say hi, Erica. And so uh, she is amazing. She's uh, been uh, with me for now, how long, baby? How long have we been together? 22 years. 22 knowing each years. other, 14 years married. And more 14 years. No, so we, we met a long time ago when we were teenagers. And, long time uh, Yeah. And so just she was one of those girls that walked in. And, and I was like, you know, uh, when you, you ever hear the word love at first sight, right? Um, I don't think it was love at first sight for her. But I was like, I was smitten. She walked in and I was just like, this woman is amazing. She's, she's beautiful. And she had such a... A great heart, and um, I just got lucky. That's what all bottom line is. I got lucky, and so uh, uh, how many of y'all are thankful for just the, the the divine luck of God? Sometimes, you know what I mean. Just God just help you out and find somebody you don't deserve. So uh, she's amazing, and I get to honor today. We're gonna do a, something a little different, and so that's why you got to come back more than one time. Okay, so this is not normal. Uh, we're gonna do. I'm gonna do like kind of an interview style. So I'm gonna be kind of the uh, the interviewer, and you're gonna be the interviewee. And uh, we 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 talk about what we call spiritual family at this church. And so what that means is is that you and I. Um, we believe at the church that that the church shouldn't just be an organization. It's not just another religion, religious service to attend. We believe that when you come to Rise, our hope is that you would actually get a spiritual family. And so with that spiritual family, we believe that um, you know, our role here uh, in, in terms of roles inside the family is, uh, you know, I could be the spiritual father of the house, that my wife is the spiritual mother of the house. And what I've loved to see since our church has been started for the last several years just how many women that uh, you do mother uh, spiritually and uh, how many uh, just how many people's lives you actually get to touch on a regular basis. Now, uh, I will give a caveat to this, okay, because my wife wanted me to make sure I said this. This is not like, hey, we're interviewing the best mom in America, okay? Uh, how many of y'all like, hey, you know, like, when you go into a church and they like, they're talking to somebody and they're like, this is the person that's made it. And ain't none of us made it, all right? And so we all have problems. We all have flaws. My wife's not perfect. Uh, she's not the best mom. She's just a mom who's leaning up against the best person in the world, and that's God. And so, like, I think for us, like, let's all just take the, the the chill pill and just relax. Like, you don't have to be perfect because my wife's not perfect. And but today, I thought I'd just get to an opportunity to ask her about some of her characteristics that I see in great moms, and then um, and and then just share some of your experiences as a mother because I think for you, you know, you have such a unique. Um, you, you have been so unique to me, honey. That that you have been um, one of those women that reach out consistently to to people regularly to become better version of yourself. And so we'll talk a little bit about that in just a minute. But today, we're going to talk about just a few characteristics of some great moms. So if you're a mom in here, hey, the whole point is maybe just to get a little thought, okay? So the whole point today is not for you to go, I got to do everything that they said and be everything that Erica is, okay? She's, this is just a thought. These are ideas. This is maybe a principles that we'll point to, but you got to make it your own, okay? And so we'll just kind of go through that. And then if you're, if you're not a mom in here, you need to be the person that can help encourage her to be the best version of herself. Come on. Right. So how many of y'all know sometimes the best version of us is on the other side of somebody helping us become that, right? And so let's be that. So, but babe, so I've noticed with you, um, you know, you have an uncanny ability uh, to, well, before I ask, do you want to say anything? I should should stop talking. (laughs) I talked a lot. Do you have anything to say? You do talk a lot. That's okay. Okay. Um, It's an honor and a blessing to be here, to be called here, and to do life with every one of you. So I just pray that today you walk out of here with something, an encouragement, just an uplifting in your heart and just knowing that God is great and that we're still here and we're still kicking. So, Yeah, so question number one I have for you. 
Um, one of my favorite characteristics about you, and this is just being your husband, but also seeing you with your children, um, is that you have an uncanny ability to trust God. Um, you, you always tell people like you have the gift of you, you have obviously the spiritual gift of faith. And, um, I tell people I have the spiritual gift of reality. And so like, you know, like that's, that's a joke cause that's no spiritual gift. But, uh, I, I, like I have the ability to notice things and see things for, I, I believe like, I'm like, no, she's like, oh no, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, you're not paying attention. You know, how many of y'all have done that with, you know, with your wife or your mom? And you're like, you're not listening because I'm seeing, like, this is going to be terrible. And she's like, oh, I just got faith. It's going to be all right. And so I've noticed that you're so good, baby. You're so good at trusting God. Um, you know, what, what does that look like? Um, how could we get better at trusting God? I just know as a mom, we, we're, there's some times we just got to trust God. What does, that, what does that look like for you? So I've learned over the years that... One, we really need to take a moment to really assess ourselves and how we're wired because you don't know how to operate something until you've read the manual. And God has wired each and every single one of us with gifts and talents to use for his glory. And so it's good to take a moment and assess yourself, learning how you process issues and problems, learning how you process love, learning how you process pain, things like that. All of those things will help you know how to step forward in your everyday life. Also understanding that, like you said, we all have different lives. We all have different ways that we do life, and that's okay. So I've learned that strength is, is where that comes from in trusting God, and it's not strength like you would think of. It actually comes from surrender. So true strength is in the surrender of what you can or think you can handle or do to God. We have to remember that we live in a very broken world. I mean, just look at the news. <laughs> Talk to your neighbor. Look at your kids. You know what I mean? Like, it's they're a hot mess, and that's okay. I think the glory and the grace of it is that knowing we serve a king and a God who already knows what's going on. He's already been there. He's gone ahead of us. And we don't have to fear because we can trust in who he is. Another way that I do that um, is looking at the uh, verse Psalms 105. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. This means all of the time. Okay. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and his judgments he's uttered. I love this verse so much because it just helps me understand that I don't need to be strong. I don't need to have to have it all figured out. And we moms, we're so good at holding up a lot of things, right? We can multitask. We can run and gun. We can do... I can single task. A, a <laughs> we can do a Come ton on, of things. Come on, guys. Single taskers out there, That's right. unite. Right? You, you give me one thing to do and I can do it. <laughs> Part of that, I think, is because of how we're wired. God wired us and created us as nurturers. So we see things through a different lens than maybe our husbands or men do. And that's okay. We, we need that. The world needs that. And so learning how to understand that I can surrender what I think I have to do to hold it all together because I don't have to. And I can rest in God who can hold it all together. Brings me such peace. And I can actually be a better version of who he wants me to be to my husband, to my kids, to my friends, things like that. And so when we look and say that true strength is in the surrender of who we are to God who is strong, that's really what matters. Another thing that we need to do is know who God is. We got to know who our heavenly father is. Psalms 100 says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and he and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. This should bring us peace 
because we can understand that the God of all creation, the one who actually created us, when he's in control. So anytime I'm having a moment or, you know, I'm having a really bad day, I can take a second and say, okay, God, I'm going to, one, surrender what I feel right now, and I'm going to remember that you are in control in my out-of-control situation. You are in control in my out-of-control situation. Because how many of us in here have had moments like that, moms, where, like, the food is burning, the kids are screaming, the dog is eating the carpet, like, your hair is a mess, you, you don't know what's going on, and it's just, it's one of those days. Or, how about this, you wake up and you feel emotional and you don't know why. I don't know why. What's wrong? I don't know. Right? Am I the only one? No. Okay. Good. I don't feel crazy. It's emotional. It's a lens that we have to remember. We are wired emotional creatures. That doesn't mean our emotions have to rule us or run us, okay? But it just, they're there. And it's okay to feel. It's okay to feel those things sometimes. So just know who God is. He, he is my provider. He is my healer. He is my comfort. This is my moments, right? When I go into my closet with a piece of chocolate and I'm like, okay, I can do this because you are with me. You are my God. You are in control, right? Wait, you think I'm joking. You think I'm kidding. I hide in my closet or the laundry room with the lights off because little humans are like, Mom, and I'm like, shh, no. I need a second. I need a second. But it's true. Like, moms do that. Where's moms that, do that. Moms the hide. Where's the chocolate that you're, you're hiding? It, I can't tell you that. that. So I got a secret stash. Okay. That's for me. That's for me. Moms do that, though. They do that because we just well, we need have, a second. We have five boys, too, and they're oh. all under 13, so they're, you know, everywhere. You know, there's no house big enough, right? Like, <laughs> there just is what it is, and they're going to find you. You said the other day, I remember when I was walking, watching you, you're like, they're like magnets. Like, they are. They're like little magnets. I can walk out. Of the, he can be around and everything. I can walk out of the room and instantaneously, where's mom? Yeah, they'll find her. It's like they have to keep, like, there's like a homing beacon or something. Yeah, on or it's, something. A, it's a sense. Like, oh, she's gone. Let's go find her. Ah. Um, the other uh, thing that we want to do is remember who you are, okay? So you need to know who God is. You also need to remember who you are. You are first and foremost a daughter. Yeah. I want that to sink in for just a second yeah. because I think in our world where we're trying to be included, we're trying to be seen, we're trying to be heard, we're trying to, be, we're trying to get the accolades, we're trying to all the things, you have to be able to get to a point where you can strip off every title, mom, sister, friend, wife, and just know. You just need to know that you know that you know. I am a daughter of the king. That's all, yeah. period. Yeah. That's all that I need to feel complete. That's all that I need to feel whole. I don't need to get anything else or know that I need to be anything else for God to love me, yeah. Yeah. period. I can make mistakes. That's okay. I can, I see for me, I, I struggle. I don't know, some of you might not, but I struggle with failing. I struggle with making mistakes. It's really hard for me. Anybody else? Anybody else want to join me? Okay, good. Because it's really hard. I don't like feeling like I've disappointed somebody. My emotions rise up. I feel like I, you know, I can't forgive myself. I'm like, God, why? I want to be perfect. Okay, but that's not a realistic thing to want for yourself. God is not asking you to be perfect. He's not asking that of us. So why do we put that on ourselves? Why? It's too much. Like we don't need to do that. We need to remember who we are. We need to, and this means we got to take inventory of our head, heart, and our hands. That means what is it that we're bringing into our head through reading, movies, books, social media, and we're processing it into our heart. 
and then can, taking uh, it I, out in our hands to the family and people around us. Can I go off script for a minute? Sure. What, just if you had a, a one thought about social media with moms, because I know like, you know, social media right now. I, I'm on like a, a kick right now. <laughs> so I'm trying, my goal is to get everybody in our church off social media. So I'm just unapologetic <laughs> and unashamed about it. And so like I shame people, like my wife, or my, not my wife. My, my, no, my, I got off it a long but, time. Like, I'm just like, come on. Like, I'm just like, if I'll just try to say it like this, like if there is no study that says it's good and all kinds of studies that say it's bad, why are we subjecting ourselves to it? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna give you that, that thought. Yeah. Just like, it's important. So it's Amen. like, so I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying it's evil and you're going to go to hell to do it. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying like it, the Bible talks about it just cause it's, just cause it's permissible mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's profitable. Right. And just cause you can, doesn't, Doesn't mean, mean you, you should. should. So just speak to that. But any thoughts on just moms and social media? Honestly, listen, like, it's such a fake picture. Think about it. People are only posting the good moments, the perfect moments. It brings an illusion that your life is a hot mess because theirs is great. And the reality is, are they human? They are broken. Yeah. They have messed up moments in their life. They are hurting behind all those smiles and pretty pictures. And I'm not saying you need to go on there and then just post all the ugly, right? Like, that's, it's just, like, just get off of it. Like the, the social media is, it's an illusion that you're with people, but you're really alone. Yeah. You're not connected like you need to be. And honestly, like, some people might have to detox from it, right? Like, shut it off and be with people. Look at them in their eyes and have a conversation. Yeah, maybe go. just, like, limit it or something. Yeah, you know? like... Just put well, a limit. Just say, hey, today yeah. I'm only going to be on it for an hour. You'd be surprised. Go back into your phone and see how much you're on it. You can look at the time stamp of how much you're on it. You'd probably be surprised. So just, like, well, take whatever you do and just... What if you took 10% off yeah. or 20% off or yeah. whatever, you know, just something yeah. like that. And that's just another way of really just uh, taking inventory, okay? Because it's what you're feeding yourself. What's the first thing you grab in the morning when you wake up? Is it social media before you even get out of bed, right? So, like, what am I feeding myself and how do I feel? It's almost like if you were to wake up in the morning before you even get out of bed, eat a cheeseburger. Like, you would not feel good. I'm telling you, it would not be good. So it's like, what do I do in the morning? Because time, here's what I tell my boys, okay? Time is precious because it is not, it's not, it's finite. We don't have it all the time. Once it's gone, it's gone. So how are we using every moment? Here's the thing. I don't even have an hour promised to me. The only thing I have promised to me right now is right here. So what am I doing with this time? How am I using my time? And moms, here's, here's the thing with moms. We're really great at putting our hands to a lot of things. But are we putting our hands to too many things? Inventory. Take inventory. What's bringing you life? Because if it's draining you, is it really worth keeping? That's good. How do we reassess that? I want to give a quick story for a moment of that. So I was having a really, really rough day. Sometimes, you know, as moms do, we wake up and we're tired, we're just irritable or whatever the reason was. So I was really short-tempered with my kiddos. I could see it, but at the same time, I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, y'all driving me crazy. You're not listening. I, why do I have to keep going over this over and over again? I've done this so many times, right? You, your voice starts to get higher. You start to get louder. You want to throw things. Maybe that's just me. But I, I didn't. <laughs> But I was being really short-tempered, and the boys would just ask me simple questions. And my response to them was so just, it wasn't respectful. It wasn't loving. It was very ugly, very, like, you know, almost like, I don't know. It was just, was, it, I didn't like the way I looked after I assessed myself. And a few minutes into my day, my little one came up to me, Titus, and he just looked at me so lovingly and gently. And he just looked at me, and he said, Mom, 
why are you so mad? And I just, it's those moments because I have to take a second to go, okay, I, I know who I am. Who I am being right now in this moment and showing my son who he should be looking for, for a wife, is not what I want him looking for. <laughs> so I need to adjust myself and I need to repent. And I, honestly, like I've learned over the years, having moments where I fail are perfect opportunities to show my children how to repent. Yeah. Show my children I am human. Give me an opportunity to humble my heart and ask for forgiveness. They will do what you do, yeah. not what you say. So we can tell them all day long to be humble and to forgive. But when we mess up as parents and as moms, we can get down on our knees in front of them, eye to eye, and just tell them, I was wrong. And I'm so sorry. And I did. I told him that I said some, and I, I was very honest. I said, today, mommy's just not having a great day. And sometimes I just need a hug. Sometimes I just need a hug. I said, but that doesn't give it the right for me to be ugly. I was disrespectful to you because here, let me give you guys a little secret. Men are wired to speak through a lens of uh, respect and honor. And so the conversation with our household all the time, because there's so many boys, is did you respect him? Were you respectful in that moment? Or if we need to ask for forgiveness, I was not respectful. Please forgive me. They hear that in a different way. Yeah. Women, it's different for women. But so for me, I got on my knees and I told him, I said, please forgive me. I was not respectful for the way I was treating you guys. And that's not my heart. And I want to be better. I'm just having a rough day. And sometimes I need a hug. So then later that evening, I was having another moment. And all he did was walk up to me and just wrapped his arms around me. And he just held me. And that really kind of just helped me. Like, mom's right. Like, you just kind of want to melt. And you're like, okay. Oh, okay. They know I'm human. I don't have to be perfect for you. I can, I can make mistakes and show you that it's okay to make mistakes. That's good. I had three questions, but that first one took a long time. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying I'm, to figure out. I'm like out. you. I don't know how, like. <laughs> Welcome to the other side, babe. Welcome to the other side. <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, great moms are encouragers. Um, um, one of the things I hear all the time, uh, just from so many ladies in our church that have had the honor to, you know, sit with you or talk with you or even just be mentored by you, uh, is that I hear always that you're such an encourager. That you're such an encourager, and um, I love hearing that. And uh, my my question is that your temperament is that your practice. If there are, you know, I know, maybe your wiring is like that, but maybe there's, you know, some ladies in here like my wiring's not encouragement. My wiring's, you know, the gift of truth telling. You know what I mean, or whatever. And so, um, what what would be, you know, maybe some practical practical tips on that? Um, that's a really good question. I think what's important to remember again is understand again how you're wired, because some people are wired are natural encouragers. Some people have to learn it. Um, I think it's wise to understand both, to practice both. Um, so you have to choose to be an encourager in all situations. Um, Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So if we can understand that how we wield and use our tongue towards people can help build them up or tear them down, anybody, anybody. It could be just your children. It could be, it could be yourself. Think about that. How do we talk to ourselves, ladies? How is it that we are speaking to ourselves in our own mind? I've noticed with you, like, especially with, like, a, a negative situation, uh, for instance, with our children or even with me, 
you're so good at like not re- reacting to the moment and like responding to the moment. Could you speak to that? Like I've noticed that like, cause you're not just an encourager in like the good times. Like how many all know, like it's easy to be, it's easy to be a Christian in church. Like, right. Like everybody's here. We're all like, we're in our Sunday best. We're trying to do the right thing. We're under, like, we feel like God can see us right now, even though he's everywhere, you know, but we know like he really is here. And so we're like <laughs> trying to be on our best behavior. But like, what about those times when your kids are acting crazy or I'm saying something crazy, I'm not being the right husband, you know, or somebody's saying mouthing off to you and, or something, you know, how do you, how do you be an encourager? I will say this. Okay. I've learned over the years cause I, w- I did not used to be that way. I will tell a quick story. When we were teenagers, we were playing video games. Wait, hold on, babe. There- you didn't run the story by me. We're, we're playing video games, and I had a moment because he kept getting me out, and I was really upset. And so instead of taking a pause, I, I'm not proud of this, y'all, okay? I threw my remote controller at him because he was making me mad. Wait, say it the right way, though. That's I, the, can I clarify no, the no, story? No, because have, we have a lot of t- uh, okay, stuff. Okay, so She hit me in the head. I did. I okay. nailed him right in the back of the head. We were teenagers, y'all. We weren't married. Okay, but this, was a, this, is, an exa- this is a moment. So that's what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a moment is of an example of where I did not take a moment and stop for a second. I didn't pause because I was just caught up in my feeling, in my emotion, and I let that run my actions. So I've learned over the years, especially in tense moments, to ask myself, who do I choose to be? Who do I choose to be right now? He's not being loving towards me. That's what God commanded him to do. But God commanded me to be respectful and honoring. So just because it's not right for him to be that way to me doesn't make it right for me to be ugly to him. And I have to remember again who I am, I am a daughter of the king, and I trust in my heavenly father in this moment. So if I choose to respect him anyways, but he doesn't deserve it, you're right. But if I do it anyways, I'm standing under God and what he asked me to be, who he asked me to be. And I choose to, I choose, because I could easily choose to throw something at him again. I haven't done that in years, y'all. I haven't done that in years. Um, <laughs> It's hard in the I'm, moment. Get better at, at. <laughs> it's hard in the moment because I'm naturally a justice-driven person, so I want justice. I want it to be fair. I want it to be right. And I have to remind myself that God, He is the one that holds justice. I don't need to hold that. All I need to hold is respect and love for Him and those around me. So who do I choose to be in this moment? Because we can choose to look like the world, or we can choose to look like Jesus. So what do we choose? That's good, babe. All right, my last question. All right, my last question, and we're done. Okay. And so we all can make it to. Uh, is there a Lubies out here? Do y'all do y'all oh, have gosh. like a Lubies? <laughs> California, there's Lubies. Anybody from California other than me? So you all remember Lubies? You know, there was like an old school. It was like a <laughs> diner. Uh, you know, sorry. So um, I got hit by a head with a controller. So <laughs> great moms have noticed have great moms and I'm gonna clarify this by saying not necessarily just their moms that gave birth to them but they have great people and great mothers who speak into their life and I noticed with you you have so many um positive voices that speak into your life and that have helped shape you into the woman that you are. Um, I notice that, you know, nowadays it's so easy for us to have so many voices that come into our heads. And for moms, you know, there's so many ways and so many things that can influence how they mother or, or uh, what kind of woman they choose to be. How, how do you um, how do you know that you're listening to the right ones? And maybe some tips on just maybe finding a, a good spiritual mother. That's a really good question. I, the 
one of the biggest things is really take a look at who's around you, who's in your world. Who do you feel brings you life? Who speaks to you naturally? Like, and then who are you drawn to that you want to learn from or that you see their life and you're like, man, I would love to have that. I would love, like she, her house is so, she's, it's so clean. My, my pastor's wife had like white couches and dogs and kids and I would go over there as a teenager and I'd be like, how? How do you do that? And she was always so happy and so joyful. And I was just like, man, like her spirit, her, the, her life, like I just wanted to be around it. Be around those people. Do life with those people because without them having to teach you or tell you, they naturally show you with how they live. Yeah. And I've taken away so many things from her, my pastor's wife, as a spiritual mother to me. My, uh, my, my mom is great, and she's taught me so much, and I love her so much. And my spiritual mom has said, it's, you don't have to have that one person, that one mom in your life. You can actually grow and learn from so many. I think that's actually wise. So you want to be aware that there are many voices around you, especially inner voices in our head, ladies. We tend to have conversations both sides, and then we can get all worked up and all crazy, and that's not what God wants. That's not God's best for us. Is that what happens when I come home and, like, you're mad at me already? Did I didn't <laughs> do anything yet? No, I got to take myself to Jesus and be like, okay, God, help me, Jesus. So, hey, babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one, too, is we have to remember that the enemy will whisper to us. So we need to have good conversation with one another as a community, as spiritual family, as just people in your life. So you can help take those ideas out of your head and get a clearer perspective from somebody who can see it differently and be like, you know what? No, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like the Lord or that doesn't, that doesn't sound right or whatever. So it's important. You need to stop and take a step back and really assess those things in your life. Um, you need to know and learn what God's voice sounds like. This one is really important. I want to take a second here because this includes... It not includes, this is about prayer. And when I say prayer, it's not about asking God for what I want. When I, I feel like people hear prayer and it's like, okay, we're going to ask God for what we want. No, prayer is about continual conversation with your heavenly father. And when we pray, the most important thing to do is posture our hearts in an attitude of gratitude. We want to start with praise and thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's see. Psalms 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him give thanks to him and bless his name. When we start with thanksgiving, our hearts are in such a better place to actually hear God's voice and understand God's voice. Let me ask you this. If you could only have tomorrow what you prayed for and thanked God for today, what you thanked him for in your prayer you can only have that tomorrow. What would you thank him for? What would you pray? Those are some of the questions I ask myself. So I don't get wrapped up in a place of, God, I need this, and God, I need that, and da-da-da-da-da. Like, it's a place of, God, thank you. Start with that. One of the things I notice you and I do a lot, we learn this from our counselor, um, but um, I don't know if y'all ever had this, but sometimes a lie or a fear will come into your head. And so sometimes there's, I don't know if you, you're like me, but I can make a lie sound like truth. If, if I'm not careful. And so I can almost like kind of convince myself of something that I know is not true. Like I know is patently false, but I, I kind of convinced myself. And one of the things that we learned, and I've noticed that you, you talked about this a little bit, but just knowing how to ask yourself a specific question when a voice comes in your head. Um, and you want to share that question? Yeah. The, um, so when we have voices and things like that or stuff into our thought, into our mind, you need to stop and say, okay, would God speak to me this way? 
Do I feel tormented? Do I feel because if God God doesn't do that, He doesn't teach and love through torment. If you're being or if, fear, you or know. fear, yeah. If that's coming in, that's probably something else. Whether it's just fear within our own human self or the enemy attacking you, and that's why it's so important to walk together in spiritual family or just community with people, people that you can go to and say, "I'm struggling right here." That was the other thing I wanted to say was keep life-giving relationships, people who will pour into your life and uplift you, who will actually look at you and they have permission to go, you are not acting like a woman of God. This is not who you are. And I know you. I know who you are. You are mighty. You are strong. You are humble. And I know that you love God. And I know that you love you. It's those people who will pull you up, not drag you down. And so it's important to have a handful of those life-giving relationships so that when you're struggling, you can go to that person you trust and say, listen, I'm going to be real transparent with you. This is what's happening with me right now. And I just, I need some help to process it. Well, I know you've shared before, like, uh, and we're done. We're, this is it. But um, <laughs> we're, I know you shared just kind of the, a final thought on, on life-giving relationships. Both they, they help you, but then they can hurt a little bit. And I think sometimes we think like hurting or pain in the process is not a good thing. But sometimes I think with relationships, I think they're good things. So could you share your time where maybe you, you had maybe a painful moment with a spiritual mother, yeah. but it actually helped you? Yeah, you don't ever play away the process. The pain in the process is what helps you grow and strengthen. I had, like I told you before, I don't like letting people down. So uh, one of the pregnancies, my um, spiritual mom, my pastor's wife, lent me her maternity clothes. And so I used them, and then I stored them, and then she got pregnant, and she asked me for them back, and I couldn't find them. And I looked, and I looked, and I looked, and I couldn't find them anywhere. And I was just, like, super apologetic, and she was very forgiving. It's okay. So she went through her pregnancy, got new clothes, whatever. Well, then I got pregnant again, and then I somehow found the clothes. They were in, I think, at my in-law's closet, which I didn't think to, like, their, their house. I found them, and I was like, oh, awesome. So I started wearing them, and we used them for a shoot. Well, she brought it to my attention, and she was like, frustrated. She brought to me her frustration and her disappointment. And man, that's, that crushed me because I just, I just felt terrible. I had let her down. And I beat myself up like for three days. I was like crying. I know for some of you might be like, it's not that big a deal. But like I just, because I had let her down, man. Like she needed those. I, did, I wasn't responsible with where they were. And I felt terrible. And so I, had, I then brought it to her and she calmed me and she was like, it's okay. Like I have forgiven you and I love you and I know that it's okay. But her speaking into my life and taking that moment, that really hard moment of telling me where she was disappointed or frustrated, it, as it hurt and I didn't like it. But I also understood that it helped shape me. It helped me look at myself and assess who am I going to be? Who, who do I need to be in this moment? Who do I want to be for other people? She was so gracious and so loving and so honest. But she had that permission in my life because I placed her there. Well, baby, I just wanted to commend you because I know I've seen firsthand um, the, 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 you know, how the iron sharpens iron principle in your life. You put yourself around women regularly who are further ahead of you that have what you want, that, that are living life the way that you want to live life one day and you go through the pain and you go through the process and I just want to honor you and say thank you for doing that not just for our family but for our spiritual family because I know that your you know your integrity and your character helps with some of the ladies that are in our church and so just as a spiritual mom just on behalf of our church thank you for uh, just leaning into those those relationships my encouragement to you just like what my wife says find find someone find a lady who you it's just so it, I mean especially if you I'll, I'll give you so if you're a younger 
lady in here, find an older lady who has been there and has gone down some of those pathways that you'll eventually go down. There, the, it costs you nothing but your pride. It costs you nothing but your pride. If you're an older lady who has been there before and you see some of the younger generation coming up behind you, the Bible talks about that as well. Like, hey, come on, go pour into them. Pour. They need, on behalf of all young people everywhere, we need the older generation to help us be better versions of ourselves. Come on. Like, we need that. I'm a product of men who actually look past my ridiculousness and saw something there that really wasn't there. I mean, they were like, before I knew what I was, any, I could do anything for God, somebody spoke a life into me. And so you have a purpose and a place in your, and I'll say this too, if you're a mom who has not been able to conceive a child or, you know, you lost a child, let me just tell you, you can be a mom right now. You can be a mom right now. We talk about that all the time. You can be a spiritual mother. We need you to be a spiritual mom. Erica can't mom everybody. Our church is too big now. So, like, you, we need you. She's encouraging, right? Like, we're, we're, we're calling you up. Reach out and speak into some of the ladies that are out there right now. So, babe, um, as we wrap up, would you mind just praying for just all the moms that are watching online or are in here today and just, just pray a special blessing over them? Lord Jesus, we love you. God, we are so thankful. We come into your presence, Lord, first humbled and graceful and thankful that you, God, you chose us, that you looked upon us and you loved us from the very beginning. Right now, Father God, I want to lift up all of the moms, all of the women, Lord, who are your daughters, who are yours, God. I pray blessing upon them, peace upon their hearts, Lord. For some, they're working so hard and they're tired. Others, Lord, they, they struggle with maybe some fear and anxiety or loneliness. God, I just pray that you lift all of that off of them. I pray, Father God, that you give them a fresh touch to know you and feel you, God. I pray, Father God, that they will open their eyes to see you and to see the ones you've placed around them, to encourage them, to pour life into them, and to pull them up to the mighty women they are to be for you. God, I pray that they continually walk in your presence, hungry for you and growing, Lord Jesus, and pouring into those around them as well. We pray that you bless them in Jesus' name.